astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Wind, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. So today we have lots and lots to pack into our time. We are going to talk about the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction because it's finally here. <laughs> I am very excited. You know, I started talking about this, right? Yeah. Last, I mean, it was last year, probably last, about a year ago. Yeah. Because we could see it coming. And I just wanted everyone to know there was good news coming. Well, we're here now. We're finally here. So we're going to start with the uh, Neptune-Jupiter conjunction. We'll also talk about the new moon that's happening in Aries. And then we are also going to start prefacing about Jupiter moving into Aries, which is yeah. exciting. It'll retrograde in that sign. So we'll have a nice long mm-hmm. uh, stent of it. Right. So um, you might think, didn't you just talk about Jupiter, Neptune? We did recently um, in season three, which we're in episode right. six. Yes. In that episode, we did go through all 12 of the signs. So if you missed yes. that episode, you can go back and listen to it. But we just thought, why don't we start talking about how we've started to see already these energies come through, um, through the news, through what we're watching on Netflix, through maybe a few client stories. Yeah, uh, kind of get everyone excited for this conjunction that's going to happen in about a week and a half. Right. Right around April 12th is the, I think the actual conjunction, but here's the deal. It's already around us. It's already in momentum, so to speak. So uh, even though we're still sitting here in the late week of March, um, you know, you should be seeing it. We should be seeing it around us and it will hold strong again really strong through mid-April, but it's a 12-year energy, right? Yep. That it sets off, and it, it's not that those two are going to stay aligned for 12 years. No, um, it's it's a cycle that once these two hit, it kind of like there's a vibration mm-hmm. pushing out from that date, and it goes out and kind of um, colors the next 12 years. So and I think in the past, we've talked about it almost as like a wound, even though we don't think of these planets as harsh, but yeah. you know, there's, there's a, an indentation that's being made mm-hmm. and it's going to take about 12 years for you not to be able to see that marking anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we've had this before. These are, it's a repeating 12 year cycle. It moves into different signs, right? So we could look at the 12 years ago, 12 years ago, take us back to 2009. Uh, Jupiter and Neptune aligned then, but it was in Aquarius. Yeah. And well, now in hindsight, right. Really easy to look at, go back. Well, what happened since, what happened after 2009? Well, that's when the basic cell phone was pretty much replaced with the smartphone. Well, and so we have to think Aquarius rules technology Yeah, and it rules the idea of community and connection. 
Mm-hmm. And we've seen so many things come to the surface that have allowed us to connect in ways that we never have been able to before with just the idea of Facebook and Instagram and Marco Polo, you know, there's so many different ways now to stay connected versus just picking up the corded telephone and calling back home. Yeah, exactly. So there was an explosion of technology. And again, I, from our perspective, right. We agree that, you know, since 2009, that's what really kind of kicked off. And now the chapter is ending. which that doesn't mean the end of technology by any means. No. But maybe it's more integrated that we're not as, you know, there's not this hysteria about these new things that are happening in that area. So. Well, uh, and too, I think if we look at it, um, you know, why don't we just share what we're doing tonight? (laughs) Because. Oh, yeah. um, You you know, got an invite from Kate and Mikey. (laughs) Um, that I, you know, technology is here. I don't think technology is going to leave at this point, but when we talk about Neptune, Neptune rules, this kind of dreamlike state, and it rules things that don't take shape or don't take form necessarily. And so, yeah, I, Mikey and I invited my parents to go see the Whitney Houston hologram show tonight at the Harrah's, um, in Las Vegas. And so we're, you know, mom and I, we were kidding before the show, like we're going to go see a ghost tonight, essentially performing on the Las Vegas strip. And we've done it a little kind of before with the Michael Jackson, but this one is like, I I don't know, it's getting a lot more. um, You know, I was sharing that last night when we went to dinner, we were buying a taxi, half the drive that had the Whitney Houston. Then we were buying a bus that had the Whitney Houston. I mean, it's, it's everywhere. That's the power of this Jupiter and Neptune now lining up in Pisces. Pisces rules the dream, the miracle, so to speak, the believing. The imagination. And of course, Whitney Houston. I mean, she just kind of embodies that whole thing. I mean, you did believe in when when Whitney sang a song, you did believe in her. You believed in the words. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's the creativity? It's the more spiritual side of things. So even the idea, and I understand this isn't in our notes, I'm going to come right back to this conversation, but even just the idea of the rise of astrology and tarot, that we could see some big companies pick up on these practices Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. make them even more mainstream than we've seen them in the past. Yeah. Yeah. So So I think that that I I said it once, I'm going to say it again, though, this thing of believing, believing, subscribing, immersing yourself in something that's Pisces. Yeah. So, you know, I don't want to just, uh, I just don't want to read a book about something. I want to go have the experience of being immersed in it. Yeah. While we're on this, do we want to just mention that we pulled up Whitney Houston's chart? Oh yeah, um, we did. Yeah. We thought uh, just before the call, because we operate under the idea that even once someone has passed on, that their chart continues to live. And that's where, especially in celebrities, we can see things like, oh, a, um, a statue goes up for the person. And then you can see something happening in their chart or, oh, a documentary came out. I think in the past we've looked at like princess Diana's chart, like what's mm-hmm. going on in her chart that her story is being resurfaced. Right. So we right. had to pull up Whitney's chart as well. And she would technically be going through her. What would this be? Her second Saturn return. 
Well, yeah, our, our third, Mercury, sorry, third, 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 Saturn third I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Third Saturn return in her 12th house, which is the ruler of, you know, Neptune rules this, this house. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you go through your first Saturn return, which I'm assuming most of our listeners can relate to that around that 28, 29 and a half years, there's usually a new handshake that comes from it. It's a classic time that people get married or they get divorced or they have their first child. It's something that kind of throws them into this adulthood and forces them to introduce themselves in a new way. And, you know, now here we have Whitney, you know, that people will say, oh, the last time I saw Whitney in concert was actually through hologram, right? It's not, it's not even her. So it's introducing how she's doing something in a new way, which is pretty crazy to think about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I have to go back and make one correction. It would be her second. I had to do the math there. This would be her, just her second um, Saturn return. But the point is Saturn, Saturn returns crystallizes some aspect about yourself. Maybe not something that you were even aware of. Oftentimes we know Saturn returns cause people to make, you know, they, they change their identity, right? They change names. They make big moves. Well, here we have Whitney materializing, right? Right. Materializing. I don't even know how to say it, um, but um, in that holographic format, right, right. And we're going to see her tonight. So there we go. <laughs> Whitney is back. She's a resurrected. She's an angel. She's a ghost. However you want us to view it. Yeah. I suspect it's going to even make it more touching. True. Well, and, and I think on the last episode, when we talked about Jupiter and Neptune, we did talk about virtual reality or augmented reality, that mm-hmm. there should be some, I mean, humongous progress in these areas. And so mm-hmm. even just the fact that we're kicking it off ourselves with going and seeing, you know, cause it is, it's distorting our reality. You know, I'm, I'm curious if we're going to think like, oh, was that her, or like how mm-hmm. good the technology is going to be that right. how believable it is. Right. Right. It, it's going to encourage us to dream. Yeah. And, and to get rid of this linear sense of time. And by the way, that's probably some breakthroughs will come in that scientific realm about time, bending time you know, finding the portal to a time tunnel, that type of thing, because that's what Neptune is. Neptune is that sense of the fog. Where are we in relationship to? You just can't even assess. Well, have you been watching Netflix recently? Oh my God. That's all we do. (laughs) It's almost embarrassing. (laughs) There are some good shows on right now that really fit this Neptune Jupiter alignment and um, I will preface if there's any spoiler alerts, but yeah. Inventing Anna, the Tinder Swindler, and now Bad Vegan are mm. all stories of individuals buying into some sort of dream or some sort of eternal promise of wealth. Uh, this will be a spoiler alert for the Bad Vegan, but you know, like she believed that this guy was going to give her dog eternal life. Like that was like, (laughs) I think money was obviously the root of most of this, but yeah, yes. But that was a big theme there. That was a very personal theme for her. He, whatever we won't, we don't talk too much about it. I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't watched it, but these were, are incredibly, I mean, intense stories. Yeah. The three that you mentioned, we've watched all of them and, you know, you can see how they believed people believed in 
something. I know. And it's, it's so easy to like watch it and yeah. like laugh or be oh, like, yeah. Oh, I would never. Oh or, yeah. That wouldn't do that. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. when you're in it and you want to believe so bad, you know, I mean, just anyone that's ever started a company mm-hmm. or been in a relationship and stayed too long, right. There's just yeah. that belief, like they will change or I will make yeah. money. You know, we can get just immersed in it. And mm-hmm. that would be a very Neptune Uh, Jupiter thing. And I think what the interesting thing about this is, is that none of these situations just happened. No, these are stories that happened maybe, well, up to 10 years ago. Yeah. I think they're all within the last 10 years, Yeah, but it's like just now as the Neptune Jupiter conjunctions happening, that they're all being launched or told to us as a whole. And so, you know, in most social circles that I'm in, I can bring up at least one of these titles and I can have a conversation with someone else about one of these titles. And so it's like, it's the collective is now talking about either the blind belief or the deception or just the belief in, in wanting something to happen. I like to think that the Jupiter Neptune alignment in the sky as above, so below is, you know, it is the time to, to be messages being sent out. And it blows my mind, of course, that these producers and, you know, and the money people behind these shows, you know, obviously we're putting this together two years ago, three years ago, one year ago, and all timed it to come out at this very moment where the universe, the cosmic universe is saying something like, beware, don't, don't reach for the false, you know, don't reach for, you know, don't get too extreme. Right. It's kind of like putting a candy bowl down on the table and then telling all the kids now, okay, not don't eat too much. Right. It's here. Enjoy this, but don't eat too much. Yeah. Absolutely. There's a little safety warning to ground us as we're coming into this energy. I like to think more so that this energy is really great for personal development. Again, finding something that works for you, a therapy, a therapist right? Um, Something that allows you to kind of imagineer your life without being dependent on something or, you know, being addicted to something that, you know, I have freedom. I have found my ticket out. I mean, that side of it is just incredible. Yeah. And I know we both have multiple client stories about yeah. people getting engaged, people getting married, getting new jobs, selling properties, moving to their promised land, all yeah. sorts of kind of fairy tale stories happening. And yeah. I would think usually when I would get on the phone with a client, you know, I kind of want to calm them down and bring them back down to reality. Right. Um, and I would think, I do think in the last couple of months, I've almost been like, well, there's actually a possibility that that yeah. will work out the way that, that yeah. you want it to, just because of this conjunction happening, depending on where it's happening in their chart. Um, and especially if it's activating that 22 to 24 degrees of Pisces in their chart. Oh, yes. Yes. Great time for healing, by the way. Uh, anyone who's sitting at those degrees, 22, 23, 24 Pisces, this would be very good for the healing, getting good uh, medical care, just even some basic stories like that. Yeah. So like it is interesting to look at those headlines of what's going on. Right. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, let me start. Yeah, did you watch it? Did you? I don't know if you, I didn't watch too much of it. Did you watch any of the Ketanji Brown Jackson? She's a candidate for the Supreme Court, a black yes. woman. And um, that was interesting because we could just break that story down. Uh, she's a minority black yep. woman. Neptune. So she'd be, she'd be the Neptune, right? Yep. Of the story. And she's on track to become a Supreme Court justice, which Jupiter. is would be the Jupiter. Yeah. Yeah, Jupiter quite literally rules the justice system or mm -hmm. just the expansion of now you have a household name. <laughs> now mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. have your name has more like a wider reach. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And a face. So black women have a face on the Supreme Court or just people of color having, no. a, you know, I know there's, you know, there's some diversity there already, but this is definitely another step. Absolutely. No, it's it's a great example of how we've seen it in the in the news. Now, I got to throw in this. There is some more controversial stuff going on in the headlines here in the States about transgender legislation. That's very interesting as well to see how this Jupiter Neptune could be uh, affecting all of a sudden this zeal in certain states to want to legislate, you know, if you can come out, if you can be public, if you can um, talk to your parents about this, if teachers can talk to the students about their uh, sexual orientation. So that is, now that's a skew, I think, a little bit of skewed on it, because we think of Jupiter and Neptune almost like, you know, um, unconditional love, right. right? Unconditional acceptance. So we are seeing this other kind of pushback, I think, as well going on. But I think just in general, I would think transgender talk would be just if we go back to that idea of like in 2009, Jupiter and Neptune met up in Aquarius. Mm -hmm. And then for the next 12 and a half years, there was a huge focus and push on connection, community and technology. Mm -hmm. So this is just the kickoff for the next 12 years. So when we're well, sitting here in 2034, you know, or I don't know, right. Mm. You know, we'll, we'll probably say, wow, there were some significant moves for the transgender community. And I think how that really fits into the Neptune is the idea of like Neptune rules some deception about maybe not, it's not as it appears. Mm -hmm. Right. There can, mm -hmm. I say like a magician energy falls into Neptune. Mm -hmm. Yes. It doesn't clearly. have to be bad, but we can even just see from those titles uh, on Netflix, there's mm -hmm. a lot of deception happening. And I think one of the things for, um, you know, transgender is like the way that we've all been taught so far is, oh, you look like a woman. So you are Whoa. a woman. Yeah. Right. Right. And so yeah. now the discussion is, is like, it might appear, they might appear to be a woman, but they actually identify as a man. So, right. And that just like to break it down of how that would fit into that Neptune. So I'm thinking that there's going to be just way more conversations about something that looks like something that isn't, or it, it it's yeah. something else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, Neptune rules costumes, basically, you know, we have a, a, a person playing a role and, you know, they look one way and then they act another so, yes. I mean, it plays off that idea of, but that's not the, who the person is underneath that costume. Correct. So I would think the next, yeah, 12 and a half years, there should be huge movements. And again, right now, the conversations might sound like, you know, we don't allow it or it's, you right. know, it's you, you, you're going to get in trouble or something with the law. But even just the fact that it's being talked about more means that it's reaching more ears you know, like even people True. in, you know, smaller towns might say, oh yeah. yeah, we're having conversations about this as well. Yeah. Yeah. So even like 
and again, this is getting super more into it, which again, it wasn't in our notes, but things like bathrooms, things like spas, we might mm-hmm. see more rules and regulations around like, do, does everything just move to co-ed or what will mm-hmm. those situations look like in 12 years? Right. A dissolving, yeah. a dissolving of certain boundaries or borders. Correct. Mm-hmm. Well, so on thought, the international level, yeah. there's stories out there as well. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, we have to talk about the Ukraine, Russia. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be overly simplistic, but you know, this is a little bit of a David versus Goliath battle. At least that's how it was perceived. I think for majority people and here's Ukraine kind of acting as the Jupiter, which is the free country. A free country is, would be ruled by Jupiter, uh, but being invaded uh, by Russia, Neptune, Russia wanting to erase the borders and wanting to absorb and take over the mindset of the people. Um, and obviously, lots of stories we're hearing about propaganda, uh, media blackouts going on in Russia. So they're just living up to that Neptune imagery of lying to the people, maybe about what's all that is going on. So, yeah. you know, again, that's from our perspective. I'm, I'm sure it's different depending if you're sitting in someplace else in the world, but, um, you know, well, but it's interesting to see that it seems to have unified maybe more of our basic political, you know, Republicans, Democrats, there seems to be, they seem to be more in agreement. And that's that Neptune energy that there's this believing we subscribe, that we've seen things from the same perspective. Well, and that idea of breaking down boundaries or borders, which we've kind of talked yeah. about throughout the yeah. whole thing is that idea yeah. of like, maybe there not being as much of a divide. Yeah. And I, we're not saying that everyone's going to come together and be collective and believe no. there's no. still like some hot topics, gun control, abortion, different things like that. But right, right, you know, right. when we go through trauma, I do think it, it bonds us um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. And that's interesting because just what else will Jupiter, Neptune conjunction, what other types of, what will our future look like? There should be a lot of breakthroughs clearly in, in the whole world of therapy. Right. Yeah, yeah. So whether it's the psychological type therapies, but pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Yeah. The cannabis, shrooms, stem cells. Yeah. Um, you know, those whole areas of something. And some of these I'm sure will be very innocent and basic. Others will be more convoluted, I'm sure. But the idea there's going to be some miracles happening here. Um, uh, and I do think a totally different topic, um, maybe more paranormal themes in our culture. So whether that's coming through the movies, whether that's coming from the alien world, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's religious movements or spiritualist movements, um, they, yeah. they should be very prominent over these next 12 years. Yeah. Well, and again, I don't think that this is too crazy, but just so we have Tyler Henry's new series, who's a clairvoyant. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a new series on Netflix as well. Life after death. Again, just a few of them, but you know, it could just be the idea of a little hint, right. Of what there's more to come. Yeah. Well, you know, you can't, you can't watch that and think, you know, what is going on here? How can you pull that information through, you know, sometimes it's just the small details he can pull through. Sometimes it's a bigger thought, you know, it's fascinating to watch that life after death series was pretty um, interesting. I thought just, they went through all the different You know, I was, I'm sure you were too. You were a big fan of his first series, right? Um, The Hollywood Medium. 
Oh no, I'm talking. Oh, that's Tyler Henry's series. Oh, I think there's another series about, um, near death experiences. I thought that's what it was. Oh, um, which was crazy. Cause they went through like, you know, way, way back in the day and how psychologists would kind of contact mm. people that have passed away. And they talked about oh. doing it through seances. They talked about doing it through mediumship. They, it just mm-hmm. talked about so many different, uh, I don't know. So I'm talking about something different, but I did oh, watch oh. one of Tyler Henry's. Well, I liked him in that series. I like him better in this series, even though I am quite uh, that, 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 to be honest, Tyler Henry has a January 13th birthday. Remember this thing I've been talking about? That's what really got me going on. And by the way, I talked to another person, somebody was listening to the podcast, Joe, um, (laughs) uh, gave a referral to someone she knew with the January 13th. And I had a lovely, lovely, insightful conversation with them just yesterday. really learning about that 22 degrees of Capricorn. If Mm -hmm. I put another plug in, still looking for more people that might have a January 12th or January 13th birthday. Yeah. And I'm just looking for them to talk to them on the phone. Yeah. Okay. Well, so again, the next 12 years, big breakthroughs with therapies, pharmaceutical, Mm -hmm. psychological, um, even just the spiritual movement as well. Yeah. Um, if we switch gears a little bit, let's, um, start talking about this new moon that's coming up, yeah. um, in Aries, it'll be at 11 degrees of Aries. If you know your chart, um, depending on what time zone you're in might be March 31st, April 1st, right in there with the new moon. And it will be aligning with Chiron, which I don't know if we've talked about Chiron a whole lot, but you know, it is, um, uh, the Chiron's very healing. So it kind of goes along with what we've already talked about today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That it really healing is. Sector. Yeah. Um, I do so. think that there'll be uh, that new moon really great. If you're seeking out a therapy, if you're seeking yeah. out to improve yourself, to understand yourself, um, whether it involves medical, whether it involves alternative healing, um, it would be a fantastic time to be pursuing doing your investigative work, so to speak, or inquiring. Yeah. And so we might've talked about this before, but you know, when new moons happen, it's happening in the same sign that we are celebrating astrologically. So we are in Aries season. Therefore the new moon is in Aries and -hmm. this would be the best new moon to plant a seed uh, quite literally. So if you listen to the episode last week, we had Heather Roderick on um, acupuncture, uh, acupuncturist here in Las Vegas and, um, really kind of leaning into the fertility side of it. And because we're in the first Zodiac of the season, this is a kind of a birthing energy about what Mm -hmm. are you birthing in your life? And Mm -hmm. so the idea of physically going out in the yard and planting a seed or planting a plant, Mm -hmm. a tree would be a great way to just honor this energy. Oh, it would be, it'd be fabulous because so many times um, we set an intention and then, you know, we kind of space it or forget it. I know, you know, we don't think about it daily, but when you plant something, particularly a tree or something, then you're out there checking to see is the leaf, the new leaf coming on it, or does it need watering? You know, you're much more consciously aware. Absolutely. Pulls you um, back in. If you're in, I, you know, I talked to someone yesterday, they said it was snowing where they were. So if you are are somewhere where you can do it in the windowsill, that's true. 
that's true. But also just writing down your intention, of course, um, Mm -hmm. for the next 30 something days, um, for new beginnings is a great way to use the energy. Mm -hmm. This is, I'm, I don't want to confuse people, but we also wanted to start, um, touching on the idea that Jupiter is going to enter Aries, um, not technically until May 11th. So we are a little bit early on this, but it will run from, uh, May of 2022 through May of 2023. There will be just a brief return to Pisces in there, but the same house that will be affected for Jupiter moving into Aries will be the same house that the new moon in Aries will happen in since we're looking for where Aries is occupied in your chart. So So that's, that's a, that's a one, two punch. Yes. You have the new new moon. moon. Yep. And right behind it, here comes Jupiter. And you know what? You said it's early. It really isn't early, right? Because yeah. Jupiter means where are you going to expand? So you, you start talking about that generally, you know, a month or two ahead of time. That's true. Right. You, you're not generally doing everything totally in the moment without thinking about it. That's um, where you're seeing the results, I guess. Yeah. So you're probably exactly. taking the steps right now as we're talking. Yeah. Yeah. So let, let's look at those signs and we'll go through the 12 zodiac signs about where, where's this expansion coming from? Yeah. So great for new beginnings, ambition, expansion. Mm-hmm. Um, when we talk to Aries, of course, it's happening in your sign. So it's happening in that first house of self. So it could be great for getting serious about a new exercise regimen, um, or could be great for expanding on that handshake. So adding something to your resume, adding additional responsibilities um, to how you introduce yourself. You know what? Right. Learning, learning. That's the key word. Not that you know it all, but that you, you are open. You're a big sponge, Aries, under this, under this next year, starting in May. And you just having opportunities for people to take you by the hand. Let me walk you through this. Let me show you this. Let me see where you're going to go. Someone's going to help. This isn't like, oh my God, I got to figure this out on my own. Right. You'll be flattered. Yeah. Uh, next for Taurus, it's going to be hitting that 12th house. So mm-hmm. this is going to sound a lot like what we've been talking about today, yeah. but great for therapies. Great for starting with a new doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead. And you know, I always say free money. I know it's therapy, but Taurus. And when that 12th house gets hit off, it means free access. So, you know, somebody paying for something or gifting you something that is beneficial to you. Healing would be classic, but maybe just something that is very immersive, something you've really enjoyed, like a day pass to the spa, something of that nature, you know, some indulgence. Yeah. I also think this could be a good one for releasing old thoughts. Oh. breaking free, yeah. feeling like that's been holding me back. That's been tethering me that mm-hmm. you could feel like, oh my gosh, I just feel like my wings have been released and now I'm, I'm making a, a lot of movement or progress that I wasn't seeing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very nice. Uh, for Gemini is hitting the 11th house of groups and partnerships, also technology. Yeah. 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 So good time for upgrades, technology, get the new phone, those types of things. But it's, you, you might be impressed with the people that you now, you know, can have a casual conversation with Yeah, people that may have power influence. And now they're kind of 
oh, you feel like you're kind of on the same level of them, maybe not perfectly even, but you know, the idea that, oh, I could call them up. I could tap into them. It's kind of a team feeling. I belong. I was going to say, if they were in a position where they needed to gather people to oh. join a program or they Build were starting building, yeah. Yeah, that would be very beneficial. Very much so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cancers, it's happening in your 10th house of reputation. So mm. again, could be a lot of focus on just that public sector of your life. Uh, that could be things like making um, updates on your LinkedIn or your Facebook about what you're up to, what you're doing to be very public, what you're going through that other people can say, oh, you know, gosh, there's some expansion that's happening with their reputation. You know, I've seen that oftentimes where they have more freedom, meaning they have their work, they do, but they have more freedom. I can take the afternoon off. Oh, I can meet you at the golf course and handle this. Mm -hmm. They're given freedom within. So it looks generally it creates people jealous, like, oh, you know, they're saying, I'm going to go such and such this afternoon. They go, oh, it must be nice to right. go there. No, it's business, it's work. But there's something just, you know, more expansive about where they get to go, who they're getting to meet, some sense of status or luck. Yeah. Uh, Leo's hitting your ninth house. Uh, so it would be excellent if you were thinking of joining a course, if you were going to go back to school for something, if you were just going to informally take on a learning curve and could be great for breakthroughs in your thinking, kind of like that 12th house energy we talked about, but again, just releasing something that has held you back, something that it almost it's, feels like an aha moment. It's like getting invited, you know, getting invited in there's a, there's a Royal feeling to that ninth and ninth house energy. Uh, oh, I've been asked to join. I've been invited yeah. or I'm joining this club. You know, I'm paying the bucks to get in the door, so to speak. It is, it's, there's some status. Um, it's a, it's a lovely energy to learn. That's the big thing and yeah. get a little more philosophical about life. Yeah. Uh, for Virgos, it's hitting in your eighth house. So eighth house, put your seatbelt on. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. That, that creates big changes. It does. So, um, you know, we get a little bit more technical when we talk about eighth house, mm -hmm. um, you know, it could be just great for just sexuality or sensuality. Um, but we could also be talking about paperwork that they might be signing, uh, you know, some bigger documents or getting very much more serious about healthcare or wills, you know, uh, mortgages, things where they're, they're making some big financial decisions, refinancing, uh, deciding, uh, what am I going to get? Like your money, my money, our money, putting things into um, basically for easy distribution, even in the immediate storyline, or maybe over the long-term storyline that yeah. you're, you know, anyhow, it's, it, there's usually some extra monies that show up under that energy. For Libras, it's sitting in your seventh house of partnerships. So you're going into a great energy where you might be redefining partnerships. This could mm -hmm. be a great time to be building new connections where you're, you know, all of a sudden have an opportunity to sit in a Zoom meeting with someone of very high status that you're like, oh my gosh, they're seeking me out to hear my opinion about something. Right. Uh, Libra, that seventh house can oftentimes mean toys. Uh, you're looking more prosperous whether you've just bought an expensive blazer or you've upgraded your car or you're putting a pool in the backyard, something's going on here that other people can look at you and go, oh, they're doing okay. They're doing better in life. So we have some nice improvements 
And again, that just depends where someone's at, right? Yeah. Those all examples won't fit everyone, but they, they're just examples of wherever, whatever level you're at. Oh, I, I got something free or I got something, an opportunity that your peers aren't getting. Yeah. Uh, for Scorpio, it's happening in your sixth, sixth house of work and how you serve. Uh, we also have to throw healthcare into that arena as well. So again, mm-hmm. kind of like we said, um, with that 12th house, if you're going to start seeing a new doctor, start seeing a new health regimen, that would be great. Um, or just some new responsibilities in the work arena. Yeah. Very good for research. Very good for the paperwork again, coming up strongly in that placement. Um, and there's an empowerment, particularly to women, I would say, mm-hmm. but you put going into the sixth house, they may, they may see, they may value themselves more than they have in the past, particularly in those, uh, sexual uh and even workplace dealings with men they may find themselves uh, recognizing their full worth yep uh for sagittarius hitting the fifth house so a lot of focus on um i would think like hobbies and platforms of which you um kind of show yourself on so i'm thinking of a sagittarius now and she's you know considering something new to kind of put on her resume that mm-hmm. would just be something a little bit more fun, but mm-hmm. just a little bit more exploratory. Mm-hmm. And children, it's creativity. Sagittarius are having a great year for creativity. So mm-hmm. children is the ultimate uh, act, so to speak, uh, could be, of course, heavily focusing on a child, uh, uh, getting pregnant. Uh, these are all very uh, supportive energies for Sagittarius. Yeah. Um, for Capricorn hitting your fourth house of home. So could just be some nice upgrades around the home environment. Uh, you know, something that maybe you've been wanting to do as that Jupiter comes in or that new moon energy could comes in, could be just a, that little fire that you needed to actually get on it. I would only warn that, yeah, you start in the bedroom and all of a sudden you're buying new bedding and all of a sudden you're painting the walls and then you're going down to the hallway and it just spreads. There'll be a lot of upgrades for Capricorns in their home environment and even the office environments, they might see it there as well. Could also be great just for some family gatherings, more more celebrations within the family unit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for Aquarians happening in your third house, which rules uh, that daily routine. Hmm. Mm. Proving yourself, yeah. right? Yeah. What are you proving yourself? Are you, are you getting licensed? Are you getting a certification of some sort? Uh, are you uh, work, hanging out with people that know a little bit more than you and you feel like I have to prove myself? I have to listen closely and, you know, and, and, and pick up everything very quickly. It's, it's a supportive year for it. Very supportive. And again, most people wouldn't jump to this. I always think when good things happen to the third house, there brings money. There is good things happening in the financials. Oftentimes monies that you didn't expect, generally not monies that you earn, that you earn, usually extra monies show up. So partners' monies would be one example of it, but there could be sometimes some extra monies coming for other reasons. Third house would also pull in like the publishing, the, the blogging, the podcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I'm a little bit early on this, but I know like just even this week, I've gotten very serious about is my LinkedIn, you know, am I utilizing that to its full capacity? Is my website updated, mm-hmm. you know, searching my name and making sure that everything like looks, um, you know, yeah. everything's up to date with my hours and my pricing and 
just more you know, and I'm kind of embarrassed to say when you said that I found something this week that has been going out for a long time now, and it still says feng shui consultant, and I'm not actively feng shui consulting anymore. Right. I thought, oh my gosh, I did not take that off. You know, uh, and for anyone who doesn't know, Kate, I, any referrals I get, I, I send over to Kate. She does a great job with them. But, yeah. uh, I know. Well, all those little things with third house, I'm assuming there's going to be more for me on the way mm-hmm, this year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then last but not least, when we talk about Pisces hitting a solar second house, so lots of fun focus on uh, monies and emotional milestones. Yeah. Love. I would say Pisces love and money are the two themes. Maybe one's going to be stronger than the other one, but there's something that gives you more security. You're expanding your sense of I more secure. So sometimes that comes from a relationship and sometimes that comes because, oh, I got more money in the bank now. And they could be as well, reassessing those values mm-hmm. about what will I accept for money or, yes. uh, oh, yeah. or what will I accept in love? So yeah. we can also just talk about just values in general. Mm-hmm. You could surprise yourself with something that right. you say no more. Yeah. No more. Okay. Well, that wraps up um, our talk today. Um, that again, what we just went through is Jupiter entering Aries. Again, that doesn't happen directly until May 11th, but uh, with this new moon, that's going to start here, uh, March 31st in, in Aries, we are kind of launching this off a little bit early. So even just knowing what you have to look forward to as we go out through the next year knows maybe where you can start planning or planting seeds in order to get the full return um, of that Jupiter energy. Anything that you'd like to say in closing, mom? No, I'm, you know what? I've just been looking forward to this for the past year. I am optimistic. I am optimistic and I'm looking forward. Of course, I must add here that 23 Pisces trines my midheaven Hmm. and it sextiles my ascendant. So, okay. I I, am expecting some nice things to happen. Yeah. (laughs) I'm ready. Absolutely. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for um, listening today. Um, I, I guess I just want to plug one more time. I do have a talk at the uh, West Charleston mm-hmm. Library this upcoming uh, weekend on mm-hmm. April 2nd at mm-hmm. 1 p.m. That is a complimentary event where you can see me in person talking about the sun, moon, and rising sign. And then I also will be um, serving on an astrology panel on April 13th. That is a paid event, but it is online. So it definitely opens it up to more people to attend, which will be at 5 30 PM, uh, Pacific time. And you can find a link to that on my website at the Fabulous. Thank you. Thank you so much for um, listening in today. And we look forward to talking to you next week. Take care. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. To keep in touch, follow us on social media at the underscore Kate Wind. And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at thekatewind.com or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week.